Yeah, oh yeah, that's how we do it. What is going on? It's your boy Preston. That's right, Fat Samurai Guy back again with the second episode of our brand new series that me and director, writer, filmmaker Billy Hansen has created the Yang Yang Reviews. That's right, where we review two films. We talk about two films that are complete opposite of each other. And uh Billy, welcome back to the channel, my friend. Uh, thank you very much, and I love that we're doing these because I know we're we're two in right now, but I'm having a blast with these. These are so yeah. fun. Nazis back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you guys have missed the first episode, you got to go back and check it out. That's right. I'll put a at the end. I'll tag it at the end of this video, uh, but you got to check it out because we talked about Diabolique and gods of egypt yes yes yeah <laughs> we had a lot of we had a a blast and a, a lot of a lot of laughs uh, yeah. talking about the second film. Well, even uh, but, mentioning those two movies next to each other makes me laugh every time. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a punchline somehow. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, might be the same tonight. Well, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit here. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great seeing everybody in chat right now. I'm seeing Brandon throwing it up. That's right. He's excited. Tyler in the house. That's right. Certified badass channel member. He says, hey, Movie Dojo Army loves both of these movies. Oh, no. I may be losing a channel member tonight. <laughs> Tyler, I still love you. I still love you, but we'll get into it. He's, he's, probably, he's shocked. He's like, Samurai guy, Preston, don't you. But don't now you got to I don't know which one it's going to be. We're talking shit about Red Belt. <laughs> uh, but we'll get we'll get into it in a little bit here. But yeah, if you guys are unaware, everybody watching right now, uh, the Urban Action Showcase and Expo, that's right, is the sponsor uh, of, uh, of this channel right now. So make sure you guys... Check out the link in the description box below. Click on it. See what awesome badassity is on its way. That's right. It's upcoming. So you're going to want to be in the loop. Check out the merchandise. Buy some Bruce Lee jackets. Have some fun. And make sure you guys check it out. If you didn't get a chance to scan the QR code and just hit the link in the description there. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and let's see here. Oh, you know, you, you told me before we set this up that there was a connection between these two. 
but you forgot to mention the connection between with last episode's uh, choices. You said there was oh. a con- you, we for- we for- we totally forgot. That's right. You know what? You know why? It's because my connection was tied to the ending of Diabolique. Okay. I didn't want to give away. Oh, that's why you didn't talk about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll just I'll say this. I'll throw this out there. There was a connection with the eyes, an important uh, an importance placed on eyes. Um, and oh man, what was the other one? It was it was um, uh, uh, something about reversal of death. Ah. Soul of Death. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm really curious to, to, to see the connection for these two movies. I have to go back and watch that other episode to know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget this time when we get to the end because we will be doing spoiler talk. These movies have been out for a while. We'll be doing some spoilers. It's fine. This is not a Diabolique en- uh, ending uh, spoiler. You could spoil these movies and have fun. Uh, but it's what's what's great about these yin yangs is. You don't know who's going to recommend what for what reason, and I think it, I think it's fun that uh, we we move forward. We can do whatever we want. It's our show. It's our channel. But uh, that we recommend stuff that sometimes once in a while stuff we haven't seen, and we're like, fuck it, Let, let's take a look at this one. So <laughs> starting up first, we have Cherry Two Thousand. I know I know what you're asking. You're probably like. Okay, uh, samurai guy, why did you recommend this one? It's funny because I did not, I did not recommend the martial arts movie this time. <laughs> you think I would be the martial arts guy that would recommend the martial arts movie? But I've always saw the the poster where it's Melanie Griffith with some with some funky hairdo and uh, holding a big ass gun, and yeah. I'm, I'm for years, you know, on the uh, VHS uh, video store rental stores shelves, you know, like posters throughout, you know, throughout all these years, always saw her holding this big ass gun. And yeah. I was like, what is this movie? So I was like, you know what? It, it looked like it was a little bit of a sci-fi vibe. We haven't done sci-fi yet in a way. So let's me throw it in there. And Billy, I, I, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so apologizing funny. up front now. <laughs> I am sorry. I suggested this. Uh, but we'll talk about the good and the bad. There are a few things in here I did like, believe it or not. Same. Same. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get into it. Hold on, champ. What's going on, brother? Say, what's going on, Billy? That's what's right. That? Eric, what's going down, brother? Yeah. All right. So, uh, Cherry, 2000, 1987. Yeah. Directed by Steve DeJarnat. Uh, plot synopsis for those who have not seen the film. In 2017, a successful businessman travels to the ends of the earth to find that the perfect woman is always under his nose. He hires a sexy renegade tracker to find an exact duplicate of his android wife, which goes by the model Cherry 2000. Yes. And there's a lot of familiar faces that show up and show up here, uh, which some of them kind of ends up being disappointing later, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit here. So, so Billy, now that I've already apologized, (laughs) <laughs> this um uh what'd you think about it like when it's first started off like right in the beginning here yeah, oh right in the beginning i was like oh we're we're doing something here we're taking <laughs> something to this. yeah because it's so funny my experience of the movie was exactly what yours was i'd seen okay. the poster a bunch yeah. of places um and i never i never knew what it was gonna be and i so because i had no idea i'm like let me just put it on i'm not gonna read anything i'm just gonna put it on 
And that is like the, the opening scene is a, a guy coming home to his, uh, you know, perfect, perfect uh, lady. Yes. And very quickly you realize like, this is not a real person. She's a robot. And they start a very like intense sex scene. <laughs> for, when, for, for a, a very intense sex scene underneath the rules of, hold on, here we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was already pissed at the dude. I was already pissed. I was like, you idiot. Yeah. He's the android. You're all going to just, I guess in the heat of passion, you yeah, just got to, you got to, you got to fuck when, yeah. wherever, wherever it is. It's exciting. Fuck it. Yeah. See, all I can know? say is you got to be careful with your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> your stuff. You put it, you put it. <laughs> they, that's two appliances that are, uh, shorting out right then. Yes. The dishwasher. Yes. Suds everywhere. But he's yeah. like, I don't care. We got a bang right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love and how his favorite. I love how his favorite food was a a dried up burger and some fries. That was his yeah, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. His favorite put meal. Wine. And puts. Oh yeah. Uh, it just started off from that point, and I was like, All right, I I know what we're doing here. This is gonna be this is gonna be wild, and it certainly was. It was really wild. I feel like. I should not have liked this movie. There okay. I had a, I had a feeling. I had a feeling <laughs> Billy was going to like this more than me. I knew it. I know, which is not, which is fine. If you guys love this movie, it's fine. Oh, it was, like, it was resetting a lot of stuff in my brain first, but at the right. end of it, I was like, you know, why did, why did I like that? Or why did I enjoy <laughs> that? Why do I want to watch that again? Why, why am I going to go and recommend this to a bunch of people? <laughs> There you go. There you go. See, I mean, there you go. <laughs> so he, so he, our uh, protagonist here is an idiot. Uh, yeah, knows he has an android wife and decides, hey, fuck it, and let's go fucking some suds. Yep. And uh, she shorts out, and that's the end. So he's like, fuck. There's no more left. My perfect so, woman. My perfect woman. It gives me dried up burger and some fries. I gotta meet with the dude who hooked me up with some other. Uh, sexy robotic bitches, but that you know, Cherry 2000 is an extremely rare model. So he's like, Man, you're gonna have to find a tracker, you need to go out in the wild and the in the post apocalyptic land, and yeah. you need to uh, because there's a, there's a good shot, there's some models left out there. And he has the computer chip CD mini disc thingy that's he took it out of her head, so her memories and everything is still in there of him and their relationship and stuff like that. So he has that with him. Um, which we'll All get into a little recipes he still has. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he meets up with our tracker. It's funny because I thought Melanie Griffiths was Cherry 2000, right? Uh, this, this is one big gripe I have to pick with the movie. For years, for decades, I yeah. was like, oh, she plays a character named Cherry. Her hair is red and she's yes. on the poster. Of course. Got a red she... car. Got a red car. Yeah. No, no she's not Cherry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Blonde robot. Yeah. Cher anyway, Cherry, Cherry's getting shorted out right here. Uh, yeah, that's what's happening with Cherry there. Um, but he meets up with Cherry. <laughs> and we see a lot of people along the way. I feel like a lot of the interesting visuals, there, there's, there, there's some world building here. They're trying to create a world. Yeah. So there's a lot of interesting visuals with the club, the, the, the club. Which is, you know, the red light district club where you can go in there, scan your card, and you'll have a lady of the night. 
the glue glue club. Yes, glue glue. <laughs> Who who's ran by uh, Cowboy Curtis? Yes, <laughs> Larry Lawrence Fishburne Morpheus is yeah. in the movie for five seconds, but it's it's great to see him. He had wonderful hair. That hair it's, that hairstyle was was was, oh, was yeah. banging, man. And it's so funny to see someone like that show up in a movie like this. You can just <laughs> tell they're they're better than everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a yeah. theme. Yeah, Billy nailed it. This is one of my problems with the movie. Is like, yes, he's 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 better than the other characters we focus on. Yeah. Uh, when he fought, when our character here by the name of was Sam Treadwell, is the character played by David Andrews. Um, e. Johnson is Melanie Griffith's name. Uh, so when Sam meets E, um, no chemistry whatsoever for me, like none throughout the entire movie. Absolutely no. no chemistry at all. And when they when they both start talking together, like, hey, we gotta go to the thing, but I don't want to go to the thing because the thing's over there. But why don't we go to the thing? Because the guy said the things that way if we take a left. But I don't I know where I'm going because I've been out here five years. I was just like, oh my god, this is the it's whole movie. Really impression, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the whole movie. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. All right. Buckle in, Sam. Yeah. Buckle in. Here we go. Hopefully, the rest of the movie is entertaining, right? Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, like, that that scene, I realized at that point, like, oh, we're just going out into, like, a wasteland. So everything that we've set up earlier yeah. with yeah. the whole, like, future and, like, right. this, there is actually some interesting stuff and some some really out their ideas where you know they're they go to the club and they're like oh to get a woman you have to have a contract and stuff and i was yeah. like okay all right that's why he's so tied to this android woman like it's so hard to meet real women or or something you know i'm not yeah. even sure what but it doesn't matter what they're saying because everything gets just set aside because there's a wasteland out there yeah. even it's though Ma it's mad max now we're a post-apocalyptic yeah. film now yeah yeah which i love i love post-apocalyptic post films of course, yeah, yeah. Same. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, suddenly I realized we're going from like Johnny Mnemonic, Blade yes. Runner esque territory into Mad Max. You know why? It's cheaper. Money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, this is a cool idea. Just set it in the desert. Yes. Yeah, Michael <laughs> says, oh, "Yes, you do need a contract." <laughs> I, remember, I I love how the she was all pissed off at him. She was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah. Well, yeah. she didn't say motherfucker because you know she implied motherfucker though. Yeah, she implied motherfucker. You know, you can't say can't say motherfucker. Well, you're allowed one motherfucker in your. You know, PG thirteen movie every single time. That's gonna be that all by myself. <laughs> I always have it in here ready uh, when we're having fun here. Anyway, anyway, so uh, you know shenanigans. They don't get along. I liked her car. Uh, yeah, I thought we were going to see some more cool like action chase sequences, or maybe the car inside had all these cool gadgets. I thought, oh, we're going to get some missiles, or but the car really didn't do anything. No, it just got shot a bunch. It's kind of <laughs> the car's power was that it can. It's it was bazooka missile proof yes like, i don't know how many bazookas got shot at the car and the car was fine so that was that was that's yeah, the power 
talk about that when we get there because like <laughs> one of the first big action scenes is like oh maybe this is going to be kind of a car movie because there's a big shot with a big, yeah. a big score moment where they're coming through and like oh the car oh we're going into a car movie but right then the first action scene the car gets picked up by a crane and they're just hanging there perfect <laughs> yeah. now look at this shot here now this was i admit this was actually a good stunt yeah but unfor unfortunately it was it was it, it looks more impressive here than yeah. it did in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> now look at this photo. You know what this photo looks like? This looks like fun. Yeah. I want to see this movie. Can we see this movie? Like <laughs> this looks like a blast. Like this looks like like this is amazing, right? Yeah. But we kind of got we this movie to me became kind of like meandering the movie. You know, yeah. like, where are we going? Uh, this is where we needed director Billy Hansen to come in and kind of guide the plot. Yeah. And I'll tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you where the movie really started to lose me. But I was on board a little bit when we got to the bazooka fight, right? Yeah. You know, she, she busted out some bazookas. Mm -hmm. They got ambushed by a bazooka gang. Yeah. Right? She pulled out a bigger, huge, gigantic bazooka that was, like, ghetto blaster size. <laughs> And she like blew up a whole mountain. I was like, all right, movie. I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention at least. Yeah. I just didn't. I, I, Basil Polidorus is a very uh, great composer. I mean, I love Robocop. I love, I think he did Total Recall. I'm not sure. That might have been Jerry Goldsmith. Uh -huh. But, but he did, he did do Robocop. But I think he just gave, he didn't give any fucks. The for this kind of movie, it was too whimsical music like what is this a very like, strange tone it was yeah. weird right like during some of the action scenes there's yes like am i is this funny like is it supposed <laughs> to be funny like i don't know because like like you were saying to your earlier point like they're they're hanging from this thing so they're dead like they're they're <laughs> dead to rights they have a gang of bazookas around them there's a shot with like five bazookas in it yes yes and, yeah, yes. and they're hanging there it's like well okay well what clever way they're going to get out of it? And there's not a clever way. They just all miss. All the bazookas miss. <laughs> well, no, there was a couple of times where the car they got shot, but they were fine. Really? Yeah, they got hit because oh, you see smoke. You see the smoke off the car. Oh, there's shitty bazookas. <laughs> <laughs> there's some nerf, uh, nerf action <laughs> bazookas. But yeah, wow. like I'm, I'm uh, we get some, we get some action. We get some action. We get some impressive stunts. Yeah. For some reason, and, and I'm all, I'm all about that. Post-apocalyptic yeah. world. Let's fucking go. I love that. But the, oh man, the ba the Basil music, dude. Uh, is... I just, I for every action scene. Yeah, I'm like, we what is happening? What is... All of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> but anyway, at least I could say at least at the up to this point, stuff's happening. Right. So at least I could say stuff is happening and I'm hoping it gets better. But you know what's so bad? The first time they met, literally the first time they met and she tied him down and all that, as yeah. soon, and this was like what, maybe 10, 15 minutes in the movie, right? Yeah. As soon as she started talking shit about fembots and making fun of him for liking yeah. fembots i'm like hmm i wonder who's gonna get together by the end of the movie <laughs> like 15 minutes in i'm like here yeah hmm, i wonder what's gonna happen by the end yeah uh, yeah same same you realize like oh this is what we're talking about 
Got it. Okay. And throughout the movie, they're like, there's, the movie has these moments where they're looking at each other. Google, they have some of the googly-eyed yeah. action, and she has her top off. She's sleeping over here, and she turns over and looks at him, and he looks at her. He goes, I'm like, movie, we already know. Movie, we know. We yeah. know. We have to stop. You know? Uh, what's up, Sean? Hey, we got, we, got, we got a legend watching in Sean 99. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's up, Sean? Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, having a blast talking to movies, man. This is what it's all about. Even if they're <laughs> mediocre, yeah, <laughs> or amazing. We're here to have fun. I would say the best, the best actor in the film was was Ben Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was, doing, he was doing stuff. You know, like he was he <laughs> created a character. Yes, yeah, cooking rattlesnakes, son. Right. Got got some random donkeys to pull pull shit around, you know. That's how he traveled. You but in terms that. of like delivering the lines, he was very Ben Johnson. He was very natural, you know. You know, he's like. But everyone else, man, Jesus Christ, Jesus. I, I, don't, like, I don't have anything against anyone in the movie. I've seen like everyone in the movie. I was like, oh. I know you something else, right. but whew, like a couple of those Melanie Griffith lines <laughs> did. <laughs> Wow, we just did that and moved on. No need do for you, another. Do you remember? Do you remember some of them? <laughs> oh, I wish I did. I wish I did. My brain sort of glossed over them. Yeah. Like, wow, it, it was probably amongst the line of, you know, I know what I'm doing. We gotta go over here or something like that. You know, like, and, and the guy's like, "All right, fine." I'm just yeah. like, "Oh my god, Jesus!" But anyway, they meet up with Ben Johnson and his rattlesnakes and donkeys. And he's trying to help them out. Again, yeah. the movie's trying so hard. It's like, no movie. We know. We already know that Molly Ringwald and <laughs> and <laughs> Christian Slater are going to get together. Yeah. <laughs> Diet, Christian Slater are going to get together by the end of the movie, okay? Yeah. Already, you can't throw know. that much side boob and not end up with the guy at the end of it. <laughs> and smiling at him too. Yeah. She, she, knows, she knows she's got her shirt off. She's yeah. getting him the googly eye. Also, just the fact that the whole movie, the whole plot hinges on this guy going into the wasteland to yeah. find this his sex doll. Not any sex doll, his sex doll. And like a lot of people are dying for this. <laughs> and yeah. she is still like. I'm into this guy. Like I, I need to, I need to go after this guy. <laughs> like that's what the whole thing hinges on. I kept feeling that like yeah. every scene, I'm like, why does everyone want to help this guy get a, his sex doll back? Yeah. When he was explaining a bit, when he was explaining to Ben Johnson, why he's there and what their mission is, I was waiting for Ben Johnson to go, you fucking pussy. The, <laughs> fuck, the fuck are you doing down here? Looking for a fucking sex doll. You got the woman of your dreams right next to you, youngin. You know, yeah, but it's just wild. Like, and I never lost that sort of bewilderment. I feel like I never lost the. We're really just going after a sex doll. Yes, like that's what we're doing. Yeah, all right, yes. cool. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, again, in. I, I should not have liked it. <laughs> I was. No, no, no. It's fine. No, it, it does. It, I will say it has a certain charm to it. Yes, yes. I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, but I'll get to the part where the movie lost me. And I, I'm kind of still with you up to this point. I'm like, all right, 
shenanigans, Ben Johnson cooking snakes. I don't know where we're going, but but like other actors being wasted, like Fishburne, uh, dude, the real villain of the movie was right here. Yeah, they completely wasted Brian Johnson, man. I was like, this is your villain. Yeah. So, the, so we'll talk about where I. This is where the movie lost me, and I, and of course, now the picture is not here now. Anyway, I had a photo in here of the villains. The actual villains of the movie, when they show up, why do they hate trackers? No Was idea. that ever explained? I think it's just opposing factions is the what I got from it. Anyone else that's not in their gang, yeah, kill them immediately. Here, I'll do. Uh, I got it right here. Let me do screen share that everybody can see what the villains look like, and then we can talk about them. Uh, there you go. Now, this actor in the middle, he seemed like he was having fun. Yeah, he, like he, he was, seemed like. Rings. But I, I, I'm still trying to figure out, like, why they hate trackers, and <laughs> and and then the this this is when we were introduced to. Uh, our, our lead antagonist, excuse me, protagonist's ex-girlfriend, who's now with this guy, who likes to make sandwiches and sunbathe. I was kind of checked out. I was kind of like, well, I'm done because we we stayed here way too long, dude. Yeah. We were in this little facility where they dwell for like it felt like 30 minutes, and I'm like, I, where I are we it going? Was about 30 minutes, and I was like, what are we do? Is he infiltrating them? Do they have this doll? Did I miss something? But yeah. They- don't, I think they were controlling the area where the doll might be. It was very, it was very confusing. Yeah, but I was just kind of like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna stop at places that are quirky and meet quirky characters. The movie, yeah, who makes but sense? we stayed there way too long and nothing was happening. They, they, they come across another tracker. They use him for target practice, mm-hmm. and and this is where I was kind of like. Just kind of wasting actors. Like I said, Lawrence Fishburne was in there for five seconds. Brian James really should have been the villain because he didn't die. I was expecting him to show up later. Yeah. uh, Like hunting them. And you wasted your chin tuckets. How are you going to waste Zadar, man? Yeah, I I saw Zadar and I was like, oh, cool. There's going to be like a big fight scene or something. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, could you you, you explain something to me, Billy? This is why I have these pictures... the way they are in the beginning we are introduced to zadar wearing boxer briefs and it looked like he had a tool belt Mm -hmm. but then later and then that's all we see he doesn't say or do anything and then later in the movie he's part of the uh the get the i'm gonna call them the sandwich gang he's part (laughs) of the sandwich gang and he's got pistols now on him is he the same character or was he just two characters that's I don't a good question, actually, because I don't know. Like when they when they have him in the crazy get up in the beginning in the boxes, yeah. I'm like, oh, they're showing that this is like a really strong like this is gonna be a, a villain that they have to fight, you know, that's gonna be his whole thing. Yeah. And <laughs> the the fight at the end is he bonks him on the head and he falls over, and it's like ha, giant conquered. And I had a moment of like, well, you know what really happened, right? So he 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 was trying to get away, and Zadar, aka named, his name is Chet. Uh huh. So Chet cuts him yeah. off, and he starts he punches him, and then he falls down. Right. Well, as soon as he falls down, there's a dagger in his back. Um, e 
threw the dagger in his back. Killed oh, him. that's right. That's right. That's right. Of course. Of course. That's yeah, right. Because I said the same thing. I was like, man, you can't job out. You can't job out the chi super chin. Tuck it. Yeah, no, with, no. With a punch. Nah, man. But he got stabbed in the back. That's he got yeah. All right. That's at least something else. But I yeah. still felt like, how are we? How are we? <laughs> What's up, Subo? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was so I thought he was part of the sex industry right in the beginning there. I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> maybe there's male bots sex bots i thought he was a male sex bot you got female sex bots why not men you know so. yeah but yeah so you wasted your chin tuck it you wasted your your brian james you you wasted cowboy curtis and again the sandwich gang what like just give me generic crazy road warrior dudes yeah who yeah. attack and pillage. There's, you know, like this, I don't know. I felt like the movie was trying to be this really fun, quirky, hilarious adventure. And yeah. the guy who did this movie did, um, he did, um, oh, God damn it. Strange Brew. Yeah. Yeah. Strange Brew. I, won't, I haven't seen that in a long time, but the last time I watched Strange Brew, it was hilarious. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, dude, where's the, where's the comedy? I was searching for it, right? I was like, silliness with no jokes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Everyone, like, everyone's dressed in like the Hawaiian shirts. It looks like Gilligan's Island. It's not like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> thing. It's it was yeah, it was a really weird like we're really trying to do this thing, but we're doing it with this tone, and it was it was very strange. Yeah, and but the thing is, is like I like strange Billy. I like weird. Yeah, movies. Yeah. I I like weird as fuck movies, but that. There's got to be something in there. Like the action's got to be good or it's got to be really funny or there's got to be something about it, right? Yeah. That accepts the weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like a lot of Albert uh, Pion films. You oh, know what they, I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, and that guy, he probably makes movies for $5, you know, rest <laughs> in power. But there's something, not all of them, but a lot of the ones that I like, there's something visual there. Have mm -hmm. you seen a movie called Vicious Lips? No, Vicious Lips is a like a futuristic sci-fi movie about a girl rock band, awesome. and it's a fun little. It has its charm as a fun little adventure. This makes Vicious Lips look like a masterpiece <laughs> because there's something to grasp. Yeah. Unless you unless you just really have the hots for Melanie Griffin, right? Sure. In that right? sense, I could see someone being like, "Yeah, I like, <laughs> I'm into this one." Yeah. Yeah, like for sure. I think you past the 80s hair a little bit. The not great <laughs> hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so again, I every time I get excited, I'm like, oh, we're done with that. Oh, uh, okay, we're doing something with Z Zadar here. Oh, Zano. No, we're not. No, Zano. <laughs> but this is what I think, this visual right here, I think sums up the idea for this movie. And what was pitched to the board to greenlight it. Yeah. Watch this and hear me out. It's just a gif. But I think this is what they were going for. For the first time ever, watch Melanie Griffith like you've never seen her before. Badass. Strong. Fuck Rambo. Fuck Mad Max. <laughs> Sherry 2000. Yeah, she was originally supposed to be called Cherry 2000 before they changed the script. I'm that, I've just made that up. 
<laughs> this shot right here, this is the trailer shot. Yeah. You show this badass, cool-looking shot, and she and I admit, she looks fucking badass right here. She really does. Th and that this, cool. I'm telling yeah, I'm telling you, this was the idea around. I'm telling you, it has to be Billy. Yeah, this was the, what they were going for. Like, did you show that to the? Oh, green light it. Oh, let's do it. Clear it. Clear. Get there it out. Moments in it that are cinematic and cool, and you can see like, oh, they had this is probably what they built their stuff around. Like the right. like the hanging car thing that that is cool, you know. And yeah. <laughs> it's just. The, it just was. It wasn't the, filmed you know, as cool, yeah. but it is cool. To yeah, have. there are like two shots in that where I was like, "Cool, yeah, cool." But if you're, I feel like if you're pointing out the cool stunt shots, like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're missing the point a little bit. Um, but but yeah, then, any, any times the movie tries to be cool, mm -hmm. we're, we're immediately, you know, segue to these kinds of scenes where we just don't care. Yeah, about these characters, we don't care. No. But for some people, they they don't care if they don't care about the characters. They're having fun, yeah. right? Like you, right? Like you, you didn't give a shit. You had fun. You were still on board. I was even, I even when we got to Sandwiches Gang. Oh, yeah. did did you get the B joke? I don't think so. So what? they're it's at night. My mind now. <laughs> they're at it's nighttime, and this is where our our uh, you know Chet gets fucked up. And for some strange reason, they tell our protagonist, the guy, they tell him, she tells him, he goes, where's the other donkey? And she tells him the other donkey, the other donkey didn't make it because they got, they got, you know, ambushed earlier, right? Yeah. So out of nowhere, the <laughs> protagonist of the movie takes it personal that they killed the donkey from Shrek. I didn't yeah. know they had a personal relationship. Did we miss a scene? The, yeah, there's so much weird stuff in the movie. So, like it's just like so, nothing. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the guy has the mean mug face. He's like, "You son of a bitch!" He goes and grabs the gasoline, pours it all over the vehicle, sets them on fire, explosions. Boom, 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 boom. They drive away. He starts gang banging, shooting while they're driving away, and then. Sandwich's leader comes out and he's trying to run after them. And out of nowhere, his girlfriend goes, watch out for the bees. And Sandwich's guy runs, falls down into some kind of bee lair, crawls out. And he's like, ah. you, know, you might as well insert the Nicolas Cage meme, you know, not the bees. That's the right. Because that, that was my thought when she shouted, watch out for the bees. It's like, yeah. what? Did we steal that from this? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Somebody, ah, someone was a fan of Cherry 2000. Uh, but yeah, and then the next time you see him, he's all right. fucked he's up. And I was kind of, and I looked at I looked at my wife. I was like, so where's the joke? <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm trying to find the joke. There's yeah. a joke in there somewhere. There has to be. Where's the joke? But fuck it. No, we we'll just keep going here. Why? Why? Because it's cool. E is badass, and this is what it's all about right here. Now, yeah. I would have preferred if Melody Griffin's character just completely murked a thousand dudes throughout this yeah. whole movie. Yeah, more of this and less of this. Mm -hmm. 
completely just murking dudes. Make this R-rated. Fuck this PG-13 shit. It's the fucking 80s. Make this R-rated. This fucking yeah. just mur- I'm talking Lady Terminator body count. Yeah. Have, have you, you seen Lady Terminator? No, I have not seen Lady oh, Terminator. Oh, it's 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 amazing. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. Okay. Bigger body count than Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. More cops oh. get fucked up. Lady Terminator's amazing. <laughs> it's one of the greatest. And that movie's batshit insane. But I love that movie because there's entertainment to be found, right? Yeah. But this one just undercuts itself the whole time. But you know what I'm realizing right now as we're talking? Yes. I watched it yesterday and there is shit that I have forgotten. I forgot about the bees. I forgot. Like, and then all these like little moments from like they got hit with bazookas. Why don't I remember that? But it's already leaving my mind because there's like it's just not connected to anything in reality or like yeah. Human. It's very like the the crazy movies can be crazy because it's made by a crazy person, you know. And <laughs> there's a crazy logic to it. Yeah, but or they're going for shock uh, value. Yeah, exactly. Schlock, like, shock schlock yeah. doing something. But I feel like this movie I kept like. As fun as I had watching it, like yeah. there were no, you're not really doing anything. They're just like not doing a bunch of stuff, which is like not yeah. as it's not as fun. It's not as engaging, and like that's why you end up only knowing the poster everywhere. And <laughs> no one ever knows. And the other poster that I uh, kind of shared during the story on Instagram that I posted, that's a dope fucking cool poster. The red car stunt. Like yeah. it looked retro eighties. It's like, man, there was more fun in the artwork than uh, the, yeah. the actual. Well, for me, for me, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Uh, really quick before I move on, Sean has questioned Billy. He says, "Do you have a favorite indie film?" Well, that's Ooh. a tough question. That is a tough question. Maybe yeah, name one of them. Bone yeah, cold. Uh, Bone you, cold. Good answer. Good answer. That is <laughs> a person that was very close to me. You know what? I will tell you one of the most recent indie films that I really loved was uh, Green Room. Oh, yeah, it's good. Green Room and that one knocked my socks off. Underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it on a plane and I was just glued to it because it's so incredibly intense. They showed Green Room on a plane. Oh, no. (laughs) I I had it on my iPad. Oh, (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah. That would have been. Audience, the plane audience would be like, (laughs) you <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, underrated movie. Uh, underrated movie. But yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, this shots like this was what sold people. I think totally we got We got to do it. If you just showed me this, if you just sent me this, if it was your pick, and you said we're, we're watching Cherry 2000, I'm, oh fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. But no, we got whimsical Basil Polidarus music. I feel like I could watch this whole movie reenacted by you doing voice and the score, and I'd be like, you know what? I like. Oh shit! Oh, this is fun. Oh, this is fun. God. All right. So it was a trip, man. So like, now it just reek of like maybe interesting ideas, just studio notes and studio ideas, like just jammed in there and made it a mishmash of tones and styles. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean getting his sex small back. Yeah. I mean <laughs> uh Sean's gonna check out Green Room, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, check it out, Sean. It's good. We reviewed that like five billion years ago. That's uh, good. Yeah. But um, we are now in the film, I think, where they find the warehouse. Uh, I'm not missing any scenes important, right? When they find the warehouse where it has the the shutdown dolls. You don't yeah. even remember. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of this movie. What about the uh, helicopter chase? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, maybe. I don't know. Was there oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna start lying and then dinosaurs showed up it was crazy man uh but yeah they get to the warehouse and the setting of the warehouse we had a lot of gunfire we had a decent amount of body count yeah. and i was kind of hoping for at least a you know some kind of satisfying action finale but it was just so mid yeah the action was just more of and then of course basil polidaris music doodly, 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 doodly. You know, and and then we have the big moment where they find, you know, they find another Cherry 2000 model and he puts the chip in her and she's all ditzy and, oh, do you want some more hamburgers and fries? You know, and then and then um, we had an opportunity for comedy there where they're trying to take her out of the warehouse and she's ditzy because that's her programming. So she's laughing while people are dying. Like we had. There was gold there. Like, there's so much they could have did. Like, they could have handed her a gun. He could have gave her orders. Like, hey, protect me. And she could have been smiling and laughing while killing people. Like, we had... There were so many ideas they could have did for the finale. They, like, knew that was there. There were jokes where she was like, I'd really rather not be doing this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, there was, like, super unsatisfying finale. Like, you you know what's going to happen. You know exactly how it's going to happen. And then... Everything is like, bam, cut away, bam, cut away. Yeah. And, you know, you just see like even the you, even you know, even this guy, the, the the leader of the the sandwich gang, yeah, he gets shot, falls through glass, and then later you see when the plane's fly, flying away in the plane, you see him get a hook and rope, and he throws it and hooks it on the thing, and he's like hanging from. I was like, oh, we're gonna get another stunt. I was like, okay, let's keep going with this guy. Like, let's do something. Yeah. And no, he just hits one of the statues, and I guess he dies. Yeah. Then, uh, it, of course, maybe. he abandons Cherry 2000 because he's really in love with Molly Ringwald. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then they go off flying. There was like a horrible line he said. I don't know what. There was some bad line he said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, really bad line. I was like. The generic filler insert. Romantic. And they 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 drive they they fly off into the sunset. I'm telling you, if if I came to you and said, Billy, I got a script, bro, but these are the bullet points, okay? In the future, okay, guys got a f- sexy fembot. He's in love with her. He's this, she's his true love. It breaks down. He must find another model. He meets up with this hot, sexy, badass tracker chick. Then. They go from super futuristic sci-fi cyberpunk blade running to Mad Max post-apocalyptic world where they come across these gangs and these crazy out there people. And then there's gunfights, explosions, bazooka fighting, and then they fly off into the sunset. You would say yes. I would say yes, Neil Marshall. I do like this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh shit! Shots fired. I actually really like Doomsday too. I don't. Which one? Which one? What is it? 
Doomsday. If you've ever seen, if you've ever oh. seen, Doomsday, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all aside, it's what? like. Yeah, it's post. It's all these different genres put together, but it's really a yeah. post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah. But why do we like it? It's nonsense. But why do yeah. we like it? Because there's entertainment to. There's stuff in there to grasp onto. Yeah, so we're like, oh, that was cool. All right, I like that. All right, the story's garbage, but hey, I like that. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and during all the badass action in Doomsday, you know, we didn't have. <laughs> a lot of strange decisions went into this one yeah <laughs> i hope you guys are enjoying this even if you love the movie i hope i'm making you laugh here i hope i'm making you laugh uh but i will the best thing i could say there is a charm to it uh i don't think melanie griffin made any other action movies that i know of so this is movies unique in a way because she is the, the badass action hero um the, the 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 gentleman is trash his character's trash not the actor the character is trash i just don't understand how we are expected to get behind a character who is so obsessed with his sex doll that he's going to cause the deaths of a lot of people <laughs> instead of like finding another finding a yeah. real woman. like that's a yeah. that's the main character that we're rooting for and then going through the whole movie with a hot badass lady who is like into you yeah like mm, we're side, gonna go for my my sex doll. Yeah, side boobin, side boobin. Like Jennifer let's go. Aside, yeah, I can't get behind that dude. <laughs> I mean, look at look at the look there. Look at the look at the bottom picture right there. Oh, yeah. She's like, there's let let's do this. But you know, but right, you know, this was like perfect opportunity when she's clearing out the sandwich gang right at the end. Brian James shows up and for revenge, like. There is so much more to be had, but who knows, right? You yeah. know how filmmaking goes. Who knows? They may have all these other really extra cool ideas, but they never they ran out of time. They didn't have the budget. I mean, who knows what else they had? And, and... They ran out of something. <laughs> <laughs> but I would take this exact same movie, same thing, even with the doodly doodly doodly, I would take the exact same movie if it was funny. Yeah. If it was hysterical, bro. Girl or something, you know, like just, Look, just lean into yeah. And lean Look into at the how, darkness or lean into the jokes. Like there you go. Look at how weird as fuck Pee Wee's biggest adventure is. <laughs> Look at how weird that fucking movie is, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, at least to me. I don't know about you, man. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, it's I a funny seen. movie. Yeah. It's dark too. I mean, you could have both. Yeah. Drop uh, dead. I, yeah. I the best thing I could say about this film is that it's harmless. Yeah. It's harmless. I could see people sitting down and having a having a good time waster, right? Like you sat down, well, it was fun, and then you forgot about it the next day. I right? literally forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's 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 harmless. You can enjoy it. It won't offend you. Uh, I was still kind of upset that Ben Johnson got punked. Oh, I mean, yeah. he got he got fucking double triple tapped by yeah. that girl. I was like, what the hell? You know. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's dying. It's going to be very clear that he's dying. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what he said, right? Hey, I just read the rest of this script. You need to fucking kill my character off right now. I don't care how. Fucking shoot me in the back, John yeah. Wayne from the cowboy style. Shoot me in the back as I walk away. I do not want to be back for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like I've seen way worse. 
I've oh, yeah. seen worse movies that I got that made me mad. And I was like, dude, fuck this movie. Like, I don't I don't say that about this movie. I just think I just see wasted potential. But yeah. it's hard, it's harmless. I could see people enjoy it, right? Yeah, I feel like it would be better off being a shit offensive too much of something movie. Like just take go take a swing in the direction. But I will tell you this, like when good, it bad. Started, good yeah, bad. Good bad. Exactly. Yeah. When it started off, I was really surprised that it was a studio picture, like a big studio picture. It was like MGM and I think it was like TriStar or something. I forget who it was, but it was like big companies behind it. And I was like, I did not know that this movie was a big release. And that makes a lot of sense. Like when you when you have a, a weird, crazy, quirky idea go through a big system like that, like everyone gets cold feet on the weirdness, I think. And yeah. uh, big money involved and you take yeah. your, your, your weirdness and you water it down a little. Well, I think... Uh, and let me know, Chad, and those of you awesome people that watch this video later. I hope it and I hope you're entertained. It makes you laugh. But double check for me. But I'm not sure, Billy. But I think this is bad. I think this was a 10 million dollar movie that only made fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's brutal. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not positive on that, but I thought I saw an article. I may be wrong on that, but that's that's fucking beyond brutal. Yeah, I mean, um, it tracks because that that poster that we all saw, that we all knew about. <clears throat> yeah, like that was a movie I knew. I don't need to watch that one. <laughs> so I wonder if everyone had that same thing. Uh, we can we can skip that one. Or it just didn't, you know, for, for whatever reason, it just didn't resonate. Yeah. There was probably, I mean, maybe there was too many cooks, too many ideas instead of them. Like I said, direction, right? Yeah. If it had, if it just, if the violence was more fun, we had, dude, this, look at her. Look at how badass she looks. Look at her, right? Yeah, look at I, her, right? Her dude, dude, we need Return of the Living Dead soundtrack. <laughs> we need punk rock music, metal or some kind of 80s synthesizer badassery here. Like we yeah. did, like change the soundtrack, a little bit more violent, more action, bigger body count, actually have the jokes land and be funny. And direction. Like again, we were stuck with the sandwich gang for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, where where are we going? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So much that you hit the sandwiches so hard because <laughs> I if you didn't do it, I was gonna do it to <laughs> be like what was with all the sandwiches like that, so many references to sandwiches <laughs> people yeah. making sandwiches people eating sandwiches in the yeah. desert apparently and you just can't live without sandwiches i, I guess <laughs> and cherry 2000 was given a sandwich at the end and she opened it up and goes pretty <laughs> and it made you laugh see it worked there you God, go. <laughs> oh there we go i guess i was correct look at that oh my god yikes Fucking hell. Well, all you badasses out there that love this movie, it's time for you to start making videos and getting it out there and letting people know that this is an underrated movie or a hidden gem. Get it out there. Let your voice be heard. I will watch those. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, this, is, this next one's going to be very interesting because I can already see the red piercing Superman eye, eyeballs on me if I hate 
if I hate this next movie, I can already see me losing subs, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm very. I, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. But we're going to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about 2008's Red Belt, directed by and written by David Mamet. The guy's won like a plethora of awards. <coughs> Here's the plot synopsis for Red Belt. A uh, fateful event leads to a job in the film business for top mixed martial arts instructor Mike Teddy. Though he refuses to participate in prize bouts, circumstances conspire to force him to consider entering such a competition. A um, lot of, lot of, uh, I enjoyed the cast in this one. And me being a martial arts and mixed martial arts fan, uh, those of you that are MMA fans as well, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces in this one. But uh, before we get into it, though, I remember the horrible TV spot trailers. And oh, ever, yeah. and when they came out, like, they needed to fire. The, the, those TV spot trailers is what kept this guy from watching Red Belt for 5 billion years. The only reason I hold in my hand a physical copy of the belt that is red is because of oh shit look at that <laughs> oh shit look at that uh what did you pay for yours i still have the sticker on oh, mine here. i bought a year I okay. could, I, between five and ten dollars <laughs> oh, oh, 6.99 there you, there you go so uh the only reason i have this in my hand is because the movie dojo army and people over the years Kept telling me for a long time, dude, Red Belt is underrated. Red Belt is legit. Red Belt needs to be talked about. It needs to be praised. You, we, we must sucketh the dick of the Red Belt. <laughs> so I'm like, well, fuck. I guess I got to find. What did I miss? Out? But you got to remember, guys, back then in 2008, all I remember was jujitsu guy throwing another guy, cutting to Randy Couture. Cutting to Tim Allen, red belt. And I was like, what the fuck was that? They needed to fire. The, those, those early trailers did not do this movie any justice. Otherwise, I would have watched this many years ago. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, what is what is this movie? Is this a MMA movie? Is jujitsu like like what is this? Tim yeah. Allen. They and they like end it with Tim Allen as like he's the star. And Tim Allen. I was like, what? What is why this home improvement to see Tim Allen in this martial arts movie? Yes, I was like, what is what is what is happening? What is happening? So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, anyway, did I like Red Belt? I know everyone's everyone's freaking the fuck out right now. They're like, Jesus Christ, Samurai guy's gonna let us down, man. He's gonna let us down, man. I really enjoyed Red Belt. I liked it a lot, and I am happy to own this thing. I'm happy to own it. I wish I would have seen it many years ago when we had Tim Allen TV spots for the tra for the for the for the for the, for the movie. However, I got to be honest. I do have some nitpicks, but we'll get into it here. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, I I love the. Uh, opening here. Oh, hold on. For the MMA fans watching right now, like I said, there's tons of people you'll know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for boxing fans, you got Ray Boom Boom Mancini. For jujitsu fans, Ed O'Neill. Did you know that, Billy? Ed O'Neill's a legit jujitsu. No, seriously, he's a legit jujitsu black belt. 
I did not know that. I was yeah, he, to joke about it. But yeah, I did yeah Ted Bundy's legit, bro. He's wow. actually legit jujitsu guy. Yeah, uh, Mike Mike Goldberg down there, uh, uh, famous former UFC commentator Ensign Inoue for all you Pride FC fans who actually did beat Randy Couture back in the early days. Frank Trigg, Dan, the great master himself, Dan Inosanto, uh, who trained with Bruce Lee. He's there, and Simon Ree who's been in so many martial arts movies. Have you ever seen the best of the best oh, movies? God. Or at least the first one. I best know of the what best. they are. No, I have never seen them, I don't think. Eric I, Roberts, I yeah, uh, yeah. James Earl Jones. Check out Best of the Best. You'll, you're going to love the first one. Best of the Best 2 and the sequels are, are just for fun. They're just fun. Yeah. But the first one is great. Like, you'll be cool. in, dramatically involved. Like, you'll be like, oh, my God, this is great. But Simon Ree, Philip Ree is like the star. Simon Ree plays his nemesis. Well, they're brothers, but he plays his nemesis. He's got an eye patch. Nice. Dude, you will love the Taekwondo fights. It's great. But I actually ran into Simon Ree uh, at a Dragon Fest. No, no, uh, it was Bruce Lee convention many years ago. I ran into him and Philip. I got my pictures with them. I got a chance to meet them. But Simon Ree was one of the security guards that fought our lead actor. Chiwetel Ejiofor. There you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> Samurai guy smart, yeah. Say it one more time. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Chiwetel. 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 Chewy. Call him Chewy. Yeah, I was, so I actually. Uh, Fantastic I, actor. I bumped into him um, at we were at mutual friends hanging out at a bar, and both of us were very drunk. But I, he was talking to. Did you our, get in a fight like in the movie? I no had seen this movie, so I knew not to get in a fight with him. Yeah, but he, he was drunkenly telling his friend that he hated being called Chewy, and it was right when everyone was calling him Chewy. He was like really breaking through. I was like, oh, that sucks. That really sucks. Chewy tell. Chewy Yeah. Right, phenomenal yeah. actor, absolutely he's so phenomenal, he, and so he's great I in this movie. Yeah, I love this movie, and I I remember those terrible TV spots. But he's one of those actors too that I'm like, how are you not a much bigger star, like a much bigger star? Because everything he's in, he's so good, and he's like yeah. charisma to burn, really good at the action stuff, really funny. So yeah. anyway, I like I. Anything he's in, he should be on the top of every list. But yeah, 12, um, 12 years a slave. I mean, he's yeah. so good and, and so much, but but you are correct. He should be in um I mean the last big budget triple A thing I seen him in was Doctor Strange 2, the second one. He was in yeah, uh, he had a small was, part. I remember um, he was in uh the, he was the bad guy in the Firefly movie, I think. Uh, but it was a big sci-fi thing. I it was Firefly. Serenity? Yes, yes. I think he was that was him. Guy. Yeah, and oh my was, god, I need to go back and watch that. That's been a long time. Everyone's like, "Oh, this dude's gonna be a star," and then he like just wasn't. He just has been around because he's really good. But yeah, well, this... we 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 put respect on the name. Yeah, on the Chubatel name, we put respect, and he's phenomenal in this. Yeah, what makes me happy to own this, and what makes me enjoy the film, despite my nitpicks with it, um, is you can feel the respect. For martial arts yeah you can see it um those of you that watch that want to watch a red belt um probably should not expect a traditional martial arts movie um don't expect a lot of fights don't expect a lot of exciting fights because it's more this is more kind of like grounded we're trying to be realistic um which is good 
and I, I like both. I like realism and people having fun flying around throwing fireballs at, e- at each other. I have, I love, I love both. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, just remember that going in. If you're interested in watching Red Belt, it's not your traditional martial arts movie. Like, if you go in and expect kickboxer or blood sport, you're going to hate this movie. Yeah. There's not really necessarily a big, huge finale throwdown that, that would be considered a crowd pleaser. And we're going to get into that uh, yeah. a little bit. So just remember, this is more of a drama with a with a respect side story of martial arts, right? So we're introduced to uh, Chiwetel here. This character is Mike Terry. And I love the opening sequence. I love this opening, man. This was so good. Yeah, it's so in your face and like sets the scene for it. He's just talking through a fight. And like, and so you see the mentality is just different and it really like launches you forward. And yeah, it's really intense. Yeah. Yeah, this was great. And, you know, shout out to Max Martini. Another phenomenal actor. Uh, his his film he made this year. Uh, I got a chance to interview William Kaufman uh, for his film The Channel. Max Martini's my favorite character in that movie. He's great. So he's the plays the cop, getting the harsh harsh lesson. He wants to be that black belt, right? So he's all tied up, and uh, you know he sticks his boy on him. He's like, no, you, no, get out of it. You want you try to get you? No, you're not stuck. Get out of that move he's got you in. Get out of it. You're uh, there's always out. a way yeah. out. There's always yeah. a counter. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Really good stuff. Yeah, really good, really good stuff. Uh, but uh, a little bit after that, we're introduced to a you know a a, a female lawyer accidentally hits uh, Terry's car. She goes into the dojo uh, when the class is over. She's very skittish, kind of freak. She freaks out, like ugh, nervous. You find out a little bit later why. Um, and she accidentally shoots the cop's gun because Max character's a cop. And uh, shoots through the window and, you know, Chiwetel's character, Terry, is kind of like, all right, there's something wrong with this lady. You know, can we kind of give her a break? Uh, Max gives her a break. Joe Collins, that's his name. Joe Collins gives her a break and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's fine. She didn't try to kill a cop. We're not going to do that to her. It's fine, you know. And, you know, she decides to leave and she comes back a little bit later, which we'll get into, but you know, the, the breaking of the window is a reminder of the reality that they're financially not doing well, uh, him and his wife here. And his wife, she's had a very interesting career, Alice Braga, yeah. who's been in probably every genre up to this point. If you could, if this is a martial arts genre in a way, you had sci fi, a little bit of horror, like she was in, um, she was a sci fi with what was it, Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. What's the name of that movie? God damn it. Help me out, guys. I actually like that movie. Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. Oh, the sci-fi movie, guys. Oh, Help me out. Repo Men? Repo Men, yeah. She was in that. Then she had a little horror movie with I Am Legend. Man, she's she's, she's bit. She was in Predators. Yes. Yeah. So she's kind of been, and then she had a successful TV series for a while. Yeah, Gene LaBelle was in this, too. I couldn't scan. <laughs> Gene LaBelle is always in there. Uh, uh, he's everywhere, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, she's like, you know, I can't pay for the window. The side job that I'm doing isn't doing that well. You know, what are we going to do? She wants him to ask for money that goes horribly wrong. And, and the character of Terry is a guy, a man of honor, a man of respect, a true real life, like martial arts teacher, instructor, and master. Unfortunately, some of those decisions trying to do right 
kind of bites him in the ass a, a little bit later. Um, but we, uh, we Tim Allen uh, is perfectly casted, believe it or not, in this movie as a movie star, <laughs> a very arrogant movie star who's kind of just done with success and kind of wanted to pick a fight, which he admits to later. Like the guy fucks with him, but he was kind of trying to he just wanted to fight, you know, and and Terry rescues him and, uh, you know, kind of in a badass way, takes out like four or three dudes. And the cops see this on camera. You know, the word gets out. Like he took out a couple of guys. It's pretty you know. impressive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, he even gets the guy pulls out a knife and cuts him a little bit, but he disarms him. You know, really good stuff. Great stuff. And you know, over the time, uh, of the course of the film, you know, Tim Allen's characters are very impressed by uh, Terry's character, and he like. Hey man, why don't you come in on my next movie and I'll make your producer. I want to use your martial arts style and make it realistic for because you know Terry used to be a military guy too. Yeah. I think did we miss a subplot there? I don't think so. I think I think it's just the the stuff with the lawyer kind of comes in and out. Okay. Because there's that scene where um Boom Boom Mancini's there mm-hmm. and he's kind of showing him how to do knife fighting. He's trying to teach the stunt dudes. Oh and, yeah, and then it's uh, that Terry's very dark past in the military. He has right. It's like, hey, did you tell him what you did? And he said, no, he didn't. Ask yeah, we him. never on it. Yeah, yeah, we never really uh, go back to. I was always curious. I thought that was might have been brought up at some point, yeah. like as uh, something happened in his past there. But uh, yeah, he wants to use his martial arts style and tradition, so he starts rewriting the script and inserting his technique so they could use it for the movie and everything looks great. He's good. He's a producer. They're going to get money. Uh, um, Tim Allen's wife in the movie, his character's wife uh, hooks up with Terry's wife and, you know, they're doing big business. You know, yep. she orders like $30,000 worth of garments so she can make these dresses and yeah, it's looking, it's looking great. All right. And yeah. then, then uh, I keep calling him Tim Allen. Chet, we have another Chet here. Chet Frank gives Terry a watch, and you can take it from there. What happens next? Uh, as lots of things turn out in Hollywood, uh, you realize like everyone's kind of full of shit, and the watch, which is a gift, I feel like he doesn't want to accept, doesn't know how to accept, but he has no choice but to accept it. Yeah he ends up giving it to the cop as sort of um, almost like as a thank you or like a repayment for a debt and only to find out that the cop's career is now in jeopardy because the watch was stolen. And right. Yeah. Now, to answer questions. He doesn't, he doesn't want to implicate Terry at anything. And he wants to try and hold on to that honor of the dojo and, and uh, you know, his teacher. So he takes the fall for it and just begins a downward spiral. And, you know, as soon as Terry tries to fix it with the Chet character, it just un- starts to unravel and unspool everything that, you know, yeah. that we've been talking about their money problems are worse now because they haven't come through with that big order, that big promise. Uh, What's and- his name? Joe, Joe Montaigne's character. Um, yeah. He's um, one. I, lo- I love how one dinner with him, he's kind of like Chet's agent. One yeah. or producer, one dinner with him, and one sentence fucked everything up for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get into that. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, my wife is here. She says, "Did she miss Snorfest 2000?" <laughs> 
We, we have mean Sandwich Fest 2000. <laughs> sandwich Fest 2000. Uh, the most positive thing I came to my conclusion after we talked about it, babe, was it's harmless. We have seen worse. And I could see people enjoying it and then forgetting about it after they're done watching it, which Billy did, by the way. You actually I forgot about so many things. <laughs> I um, think Griffith was in it. Anyway. Uh, really quick. Favorite sci-fi flick? Uh, oh, that's another big question. Maybe The Thing? Bone Cold. <laughs> For all of them is Bone Cold. The, the Thing. Good, yeah. good answer. Perfect yeah, answer. Yeah, I love The Thing. So one dinner where everything's, they're about to get paid. They, they may have become millionaires, him and his wife, right? Yeah. One dinner and one moment of honesty fucked everything up. Yeah. He meets with Joe Montaigne. He, he says, hey, I was given a gift by Chet. It was very expensive. I didn't feel like I, you know, you know, earned that. So my, uh, an old cop of mine, a friend of mine, he's a student. I gave him the watch because he's going through some hard times because they, you know, whatever. And he's suspended and all this stuff. And it comes out the watch was hot. Right after that, Joe Montana literally is like, really? Isn't that something? I'll take care of it. He gets up, walks away. He never comes back. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, all of a sudden, the wife's not getting called. The wife can't get through the Chet's wife. All her calls are being blocked. All of a sudden, Chet's wife's on vacation out of town. She's already ordered $30,000 that she had, you know, of garments that she got from a loan shark. Mm-hmm. Of course, Terry's pissed off at that. He's like, you don't borrow that much money from a loan shark. What are you doing? And all of a sudden, he's just lit- he's literally blacklisted. And, yeah. yeah, there's no producing. There's no movie. There's nothing. And now... Um, he meets up with the uh, the lawyer character because of copyright, because they're still going along with the script with his techniques that yeah. he learned from his master. And they're like, well, you know, you teach it, but you're not the originator of those techniques. So technically we could still use your, your martial arts style. And there's this whole mess. But before I'm, I'm jumping the gun here, but let me talk about one of the best scenes in the film. One of my favorite scenes in the movie I is when, is <laughs> when the lawyer comes back in to take classes and she's sitting there kneeling and we're doing the traditional thing and she's like uh, i don't think this is for me uh, i came to the wrong place i you know and then she leaves and he's like why are you leaving and, and unfortunately she tells the story and she's like whatever you're trying to teach me is not going to help me because a guy held the knife to my throat and unfortunately sexual assault happened and she's just walking out. She just doesn't want anything to do with it. And he comes up behind her. He goes, did he grab you like this? Did he hold the knife to your face, to your neck like this? And then she's like freaking out, like, get off me. And he's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to get out of it? There's always a way out. There's always a way out. She's like, and he's like, move to your left. Move my arm this way. Lean back. Now stab me with his own, now stab me in the chest, chest with my own knife. Like she just starts, bah, dah, dah. and she gets emotional. She starts crying. This was a phenomenal scene. Yeah, I remember watching this for the first time, actually. And, like, I was, like, that was the impression that I, like, when I think about this movie, this is the scene I think about. Because it's incredibly powerful and very, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but you can tell there's something with this woman. You kind of get the sense that she was attacked. Yeah. And in the moment, like, don't touch me. And Yeah, yeah. anyone who touches her, she she loses her shit. What he saw in the beginning 
in her, you know, and why he said, let's let her go. Let's not, you know, ruin her life. And in yeah. that scene, like I was watching it earlier today and <laughs> knew what was going to happen, knew the scene, but I was still yeah. like teasing up because I'm like, God, this is such an emotional moment. And like this, you understand who he is, why he does what he does and the importance of what he does just yeah. in a moment like that. And it's really like a powerful scene to see. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best. Um, I wanted more of this. Yeah. I wanted more of his teaching, more training, more seeing people. Uh, cause after this, we don't really go back to it. No. Um, we don't see her learn. We don't see her like learn any more techniques or become a regular. Uh, we kind of just drop it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately with, with Max's character, uh, you know, he ends up losing his job. Uh, he shoots himself. He ends up, you know, taking himself out. And then we have this whole scene where his wife's like, I don't get any pension money. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck you, Terry. This is your fault. Like, everything got went from bad to absolute worse. Yeah. So, to cover the $30,000, and I wouldn't be surprised because it was fifty grand prize. I wouldn't be surprised if whatever was left, he probably ended up, well, he was probably going to give it to Max's wife. Probably um, Joe's yeah. the Joe character of Joe's wife. I wouldn't be surprised because he had that scene where she's like, "What are you gonna do? Who's gonna pay my bills? Are you gonna pay my bills?" You know. She pushed the bills um, in her pocket. I was like, "That's pretty bold," but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get yeah. it, get it. Um, but um, yeah. So uh, more more of this. I wanted more of this from the film. Yeah, I feel like, like I feel like the movie kind of concentrates. It goes in other subplots. And yeah. I kind of wanted us to still kind of rein it in with the martial arts, which the movie tries to do for the finale. But yeah. I wanted I wanted more because it's so there's so he's so good. I would tell so so good, you know. Um, what it reminded me of, uh, you know, have you seen The Hunted? The William oh Freakin yeah, which one? I feel like <laughs> <laughs> oh the William Freakin one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like one of the best scenes in that movie is Tommy Lee Jones teaching them how to do everything, but it's such a quick like one yeah. minute two minute thing and yeah. i'm like oh man i want to see way more of that like that's really cool and i i do feel kind of the same thing about this one like those scenes are so cool and so interesting yeah uh, yeah i do yeah. feel a little bit of a lack of those in here yeah yeah and uh but like these are nitpicks these don't ruin the movie or anything like yeah. that but we just wanted more because they're so good but see that's how that's how you, sam that's how you guys know sam right guy you hear what i said i said which one yeah <laughs> so you have the way i'm freaking the hunted, and then you have the Christopher Lambert hunted, where there's ninjas on the train. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. And I love both of those movies, so that's how <laughs> I roll. Variety, baby. <laughs> that would have been a good yin yang uh, review, actually. Uh, episode: oh. The Hunted versus The Hunted. I have not. I have not uh, seen that. So uh, I've seen Friedkin. We reviewed that a long time ago, so we have picks up now. But oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, after the Joe Montana incident. You know, I think I think what really happened, really, it wasn't the fact that he told him that the gold that the gold watch was hot. I think he was pissed because he told Joe Montana that baby's day out sucked. And <laughs> you know, Joe Montana's like, fuck you. Yeah. All right, there's a lot of fans for baby's day out. Fuck you. And then he got up and walked. I'm leaving away. my drink and I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, anyway, yeah. so now he has no choice but to the whole. He tried to barter with the loan shark, but the loan shark's like, "It's not my money that I gave her." 
it's above me. I can't do anything. You got anything you could sell or, you know, like, yeah, he asked the question of what do you have that's worth any money? Yeah. And it's his talent, his skill, his understanding, his knowledge. Like that's literally all he had at that point. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how earlier when he was asked by the promoters and stuff and and the people that know him, like, why don't you compete like everybody else? Like people that compete in the UFC and all that. And he had an interesting response. His character said, competing in tournaments weakens you. Mm. I thought that was very interesting. I think he was telling, maybe he was telling Tim Allen's character that, but he was saying competing in a sport weakens you he said he teaches real life shit like he teaches the cops what to do yeah. he teaches he comes from a military background he teaches the military so i thought that was interesting i thought yeah. that was an interesting take right. on it that's not a fight there are rules that's not a fight you know right right that was interesting there's the purity of what he's doing which i thought was yeah i mean i'm cool. sure all i'm sure all real life mma fighters probably saw yeah. that and was like Fuck you. <laughs> Let's go, Chewy. Anyway, you got punked by Baby's Day Out actor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're having fun here. Uh, but yeah, he's got no choice but to compete now in this tournament coming up. $50,000. And then he gets wind. And this is another thing. Again, like if you're, again, if you're, if you're expecting blood sport, kickboxer, stuff like that, the Undisputed series. Uh, you're going to be let down. You're going to be disappointed if that's what you're looking for because we don't even get a training montage. <laughs> like, it looks like it sets up yeah. like you're going to get a training montage. He stands yeah. there looking at the bag. One punch. Two punch. Three punch. And then that's it. He did, that's it. We just, that's it. So you just have yeah. to take the movie's word for it that he's he's ready. But he seems like his character seems like he's always ready. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. always ready. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's something really in, one one of the things I like about the movie too is like it, it very clearly subverts the genre the whole yeah. time. And it's it's a bit of a frustrating movie because of that. Yeah. And I wonder why that's but it is it's one of those things like I just want you to kick somebody's ass. Like I just want to watch you kick somebody's ass because I know you can do it. <laughs> I wonder if that's why the movie wasn't more successful and why it doesn't have more fans. Yeah. It's because it's not your traditional martial arts movie. Yeah. I wonder. David Um, Mamet had a string of movies like in the 2000s that I really love. Like uh, State in Maine was, I think, 2000, and then Spartan with Val Kilmer, and then this one. And I feel like they're missing one in there too. But there was a string of movies that he was doing that were like, really off kilter like you think spartan is going to be this really cool spy action <clears throat> right and it's not it's really like interesting under, really like undercut and this so is he has of, a history of this yeah subverting expectations oh yeah interesting interesting what is he doing now you know what he's up to there let me click on and see what he's doing now and then we'll we'll get back to the movie here um let's see a long time off because i think he had this string of movies that weren't super successful Something called Assassination coming up. It's in pre-production. He did a TV movie called Phil Spector, Two oh. Painters, Lost Masterpieces of Pornography. He was a playwright, too. So the Unit. Was... He did yeah. four episodes of The Unit, which is interesting because Max Martini's on that show. Yeah, well, actually, he was the he was the uh, EP on that show. He created that show. Oh, shit. Okay. That was 
show and he talked about it and i i've seen like two seasons of it i think i have the whole thing that i intend to watch uh, but yeah max martini is in it um and he talked about how yeah <laughs> he talked about how frustrating it was to make that show because it's a network show and he yeah. kept trying to push it to be really interesting and they kept pulling them back to be uh generic and whatever so it's usual. a real balance of that mm. but you know, it sort of goes in with this same kind of uh, with spartan and red belt like it's really understated it's not satisfying in the same way like yeah. uh yeah so uh, this one i do and i love those movies too i love it even yeah. though it's frustrating to go through this movie with right to its character like you get it and you know by yeah the end. you understand well the, that's what saves this film is that you understand the motivations of our character yeah. our lead protagonist you understand his character the man he is why he makes the choices he makes you know even you have that scene where where he finally gives max joe's care joe's character the black belt mm -hmm. and he says hey you know what that you know what that means but you know don't let it go to your head it's just there to hold your pants up but it, you know what it means yeah. you know he didn't want to he didn't want to go into his head like success you know i'm a black belt i'm the badass you know he's like no 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 it's just the next step for you but congratulations, you know. Uh, you know, it's a great character. Yeah. Uh, but I got I got some more nitpicks. We're gonna get to it here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm I'm really pissed that baby's day out, Joe Montana did not get punched out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we wanted so many, like you said, there was a lot of characters you wanted to see get theirs, but they don't. Oh, yeah, because it's more of a realistic thing. Well, anyway, so he's got no choice, he's gotta enter the tournament, and when he when he gets there, he starts to realize there's some shady shit going on. And let's see, an expectation of a big payoff doesn't really play in his films. Well, there you nailed it perfectly, Tribal Chief, because I'm going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that in a second. But again, my nitpicks don't mean it's I hated the film. They don't mean they ruined the movie. I'm still glad I have the film. I enjoy the film. But he finds out accidentally that it's rigged. Uh, it is rigged. And, you know, they're just here to try to tell a story and sell some tickets. You know, uh, uh, Terry's uh, master, played by Dan Asanto, is up in the stands. You know, he's a special guest and, and whatnot. Uh, and he kind of finds out, like, no, it's rigged. We got to tell a story here, dude. So you win tonight, and then you just have to drop the title to the next fucking rematch because rematches sell more and blah 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 and 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 terry's like what the fuck what are you doing and then it gets even worse for terry out of nowhere and i think this was kind of a little bit i think we could have did this a little better but out of nowhere uh his wife sold him out <laughs> his wife yeah. like this was i think this could have been done a little bit better because yeah. it, it was like, oh, she's evil now, and she sold you out, and she's trying to get you in trouble with the law with the lawyer female character that was trying to help him with his copyright stuff, and she sells him out, and blah blah blah. And she's evil now, like that. Like I, we needed an extra scene before that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I totally agree with you. Like I see it happening, and I like that it happens because yeah, it's fine that it happened. Yeah. Pressure, but yeah, that we kind of lose her thread a little bit. And then, yeah, the sort of reveal is like, yep, she turned on you and she's evil. Like, uh, I, to be honest, I forgot about the character. 
yeah to be honest yeah. i actually forgot about her and then when the when she's mentioned at the end oh she's evil i was yeah. like oh <laughs> okay and you do like you know why you know because they she yeah. was pressure too and she folded and yeah, she yeah. Sold, like, so she she is joined in with the people who have bastardized everything that he's been working right. for so thematically you get it but i totally yeah. agree it is very much like oh oh she right. just now and then it's kind of all that there is like to one, it. one more little some scene like <laughs> like one more I don't know. I don't know. Call her like, hey, <laughs> phone call. Yeah, something or yeah. text. Well, well, I don't know. Anyway, oh, yeah. anyway, anyway. Yeah. Again, these are nitpicks. Another nitpick I have. I see what they were trying to do. <laughs> I see what they were trying to do. They, the movie studio copyrighted his style. He's being exploited. I see what they tried to do, and they even took his idea. With the white marble and the back black marble, okay, they even stole his idea that he was just talked about at the, at the dinner with Chet and his wife. He just kind of mentioned it, right? But the the, the tournament, the, the 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 federation, the fighting company took that idea, and one of the first fights that we see, I think, is the only fight we really see is the first two fighters go first. And if one picks the black ball. I think what was it? He uh, gets a pass, or was it the other way around? I, I think the white ball gets a pass. The black right. ball. It yeah. becomes the handicap, which they'll yeah. put your they'll tie your arm behind yourself. You have to fight with an arm, with one arm. You know what I mean? So uh, we have that fight. You see that fight kind of unfold. It's kind of fucked up. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? But you know, in smaller federations, that's not UFC or in foreign countries, they do crazy shit. <laughs> they do crazy shit so it's not that out of the norm sure I, I i've seen some people say oh they did that for dramatic purposes i'm like nah you guys haven't seen the smaller you know not popular federations they do crazy shit there's there's like fights in russia where it's five on five all at the same time oh, so imagine the octagon cage but there's five on five. Oh, that's wild like yeah. with like three refs in there like you know they got phone booth fighting where people go into a phone booth and they just swing. I mean, it's all, it's all, you know, it's not that far-fetched. But yeah. what made me kind of roll my eyes, <laughs> and I was like, okay, they took his idea. That's fine. But what made me kind of roll my eyes, and I kind of laughed, when the secret magician guy turned out to be the guy. I was like, okay, all right. Now, this was fucking hilarious to me. Like, I was like, what? You know, earlier in the movie, super magician guys. Ooh, yeah. Like, he, just, he meets him in a bar. And he yeah. just happens to be the guy underneath the mask. Like, this was kind of like, I was just yeah. like. It was. <laughs> this is my face. Was, I was like. I know. Yeah, same. I know what they're trying to do. That's always been a little bit of like, <laughs> you didn't need to hit it that hard. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll totally get it. And that's a hard thing to sell. Hey, a magician is switching the balls and like rigging the whole thing. Like this shot exactly is like, I mean, yeah, I mean the whole movie, we're grounded, serious, realism, yeah. fucked up drama. And then all of a sudden, ooh, oh, yeah. ooh yeah. magician, <laughs> ooh. Ooh, look at him. Oh, very shocked. Yeah, very yeah, that that was not needed. They just just steal his idea. That would have been fine. You stole his yeah. idea for the tournament, so the tournament has a gimmick. Fine. Yeah, but this was like hysterical. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't see why, how you could defend this, but I'm sure there's people out there that can defend it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Same thing, um, same thing with the with the wife. Like, I see why they did it. I like that. It's cool that there's a magician. You know that that's could do because if they were going to try to rig it, because uh, Ricky J has a great line where he's like, "You gave us with this like a way yeah. to." the fights without the fighters knowing and i'm like cool you're really bastardizing <laughs> his vision whatever and so they would go to someone with a sleight of hand who could do it who could right you know so I'm like like i, I told- said i'm sure that the idea was was sound yeah <laughs> but i couldn't help but laugh when you see like- him in the mirror and he's just like Woo-hoo. yeah no like- <laughs> it takes a step into like what the fuck is this like <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's a, that's another little nitpick hold on we got a, we got yeah. a comment here uh there's a crazy kickboxing tournament in Thailand where you get a KO and then you get a minute to revive at the corner after you got knocked out, Billy. You get wow. to revive at the corner, and if you make it back, you're in the match. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 nuts outside of America, bro. <laughs> I guess nuts. Have you heard of um? I'm tribal chief. Help me out here. It's another style of kickboxing. Um, lith lithway is another style of kickboxing where it's very similar to Muay Thai. Right? Yeah, all eight limbs, but you can headbutt. Headbutts are legal. Yeah, yeah, like you can headbutt during the match. <laughs> you know, so imagine setting up a lithway match with two brutal killers, and then we cut away to the magician. <laughs> and I remember being, watching it for the first time in the bar. You know, and it's like, why was there just a magician there? <laughs> doing tricks, and and like, that's man, true, right? Good writer, that like, in the moment, I'm like, all right, well, we're just we just had a weird thing. Okay, we'll move past it. That's well, fine. you can't you can't fault like you said, you can't fault the director. He did kind of set it up, it's, even though I laughed at it. He did set it up earlier, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's there. It's there. I also have a theory that Tim Allen was not necessarily in the bar to. To fight or fight, he was there to meet that magician. Oh, because it was a whole conspiracy that they were doing with him. But I don't know. Theories. I and with that in mind, to see if that actually makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's something that happens with with David Mamet's movie and yeah. like uh, his movies where he just cuts them to the bare minimum of what you need to move on. You know? Yeah. Like the absolute bare minimum, and Spartan is much like is very much like that too. Where you have scenes where you're almost like, "What are we talking about? I have no idea." But you're on to the next thing, um, and I think it's very cool and really engaging when you do that. Um, but you also lose kind of a lot, and I think you lose you know the thread of the wife. You lose a little bit the thread with the movie where you just kind of don't realize it's not important anymore, um, and you lose the shit with the magician becomes two scenes that mean a lot <laughs> it becomes very silly and schlocky i have not seen spartan or heist um uh, heist man, you got you got uh, i'm looking up spartan right now Val, bell's in there Valkyrie, yeah but you got um, Spartan is, is really good it's it's a lot like this one where it's very bare bones and minimal. i see i see ted bundy's in this too ed o'neill he's in this too yeah yep cool. lots of people from, from belt are in uh, nice spartan. nice um, yeah, so back to the movie though. I'm still enjoying myself. Well, yeah. after after he sees he finds out it's rigged, and then his wife's like, fuck you. And then he sees uh <laughs> what's his name? Mind freak. Uh mind freak uh is is having fun with his balls. 
Um, Jesus, like, you know what? Fuck this, man. Now, why do you think the lawyer slapped him when he tried to leave? He first just tried to just leave. Yeah, he didn't want to be a part of something that was rigged. It's yeah. just respectful to the art. But remember, he had that moment. There was no dialogue. Yeah. He couldn't hear. Yeah. He walks outside. She's out there because she's having a smoke. And he goes up to her and he tells her what's going on. And then she slaps him. Why do you why do you think I don't I'm not sure. I don't know if it was a motivator for him. Mm. Or you know, like like no, you need to fight. Um I feel okay. like, like you know, like like no, you now now you fight. You have to fight it. Instead of walking away from it, you have to fight it. Like right. this fight. Okay. I thought now that your your way makes more sense because I thought he told her, hey, uh, I just found out my wife fucked you over. Because, remember, it was the wife fucked her over, too. Because she got, yeah. she told what what happened with the police shooting the window and yeah. her shooting the window. So yeah, I, thought, I thought maybe that's what happened. And she's like, what? <laughs> but anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Is that Mind Freak used to work at a table in a casino. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mind Freak. Uh, there's a part of the world that holds fights where you can't use any limbs. <laughs> I need that's, to know where that is. I need to move. That's <laughs> that's sexy sumo. Sexy sumo, you get a. Yeah, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy, sir. Anyway, he turns around. He's like, "Fuck this, fuck, fuck it all." He turns around. He goes back, and he's trying to get a hold of Randy Couture playing himself, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, and they gave him a character name, but they really didn't need to. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he has a different name, huh? Dil- Dylan, something, I think. Wow, Flynn, Dylan, just Flynn. call him Randy, just call him Randy. <laughs> anyway, just call him Captain America. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's there going to the, the side booth, the commentating booth, getting ready to commentate with the other guy for the fights, getting ready to start, or con- the next fight's getting ready to, to, to happen. And he's calling him out because he's trying to let he said Dylan, right? Yeah. He's trying to let Dylan know. Terry's trying to call you know, call out Dylan. He's like, hey, he's trying to let him know, like, hey, everything's rigged, dude. Do you know everything's rigged right now? Like, this is a farce. Like, there's so many fighters are gonna take dives. Like, this is all all fucked up. And he's kind of he's kind of far away, so he sees someone yelling, but he doesn't really know what's going on. <clears throat> he goes and sits down in the commentating booth. Meanwhile, uh the 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 um uh, they're trying to stop. They send security on our guy here. And I think this is probably the best fight sequence yeah. in the movie is when he takes uh, Simon Ree is one of the guards. I think Simon Ree is the one that kicks him. He gets the kick. He kicks him in the face. Simon Ree is one of the guards and he fights like three or four different dudes, security dudes, he, you know, while he's still trying to get to Dylan. Yeah. Uh, it's the, probably the best uh, yeah. fight sequence. Unfortunately, charged with him too like you're just like you just yes yes finally oh yeah the fuckers up right right and he's going over there and meanwhile <laughs> this is where the, <laughs> the movie i think kind of i get it he's trying to subvert expectations and do things yeah. differently but i i think you could have gave in a little bit and just did things a little bit different here so you know if you if you watch if you're not if you've never been to a real fight right boxing or mma if real fighters are fighting on the side there's going to be chaos people are going to be like oh my god they're gonna be screaming they're gonna be losing they're like oh my god you see what's going on everybody looks fucking bored 
So when he finally runs into the main nemesis, and he's like, look, man, you're not going to fuck this up for me, man. All right. I don't care if your teacher's sitting up in the stands watching. You're not going to fuck this up. And so they start going at it. And literally, like, it's not like there was another fight happening. There's no other fight on, like, going on at the same time. No. Like, this is happening. This is our main dude fighting our other main name. And people know who he is. It's not like he's a jobber. It's not like Terry's a jobber. They know who he is. And yeah. everybody's fucking bored. People are just like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Check that out over there. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, even 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 our our villains are like, oh, there's something happening over there. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> right. And, and then even yeah. Couture is like, oh, check that out. Oh, oh wow. hey, camera guy, you should go. Yeah, uh, yeah. see that over there. What's uh, going on over that? I think we that the crowd reacting in a realistic way, like you guys see that shit. What the fuck's going on? Would have heightened the fight a little bit more instead of everybody yeah. looking completely bored. Yeah. And then and then another thing that bothered me. This is supposed to be the main finale throwdown. Can you still watch you enjoyed it, right? You liked it, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you still enjoy this in finale thro jujitsu throwdown fight? Sure. But it's me. <laughs> and the director does not does not know how to shoot fight scenes. Yeah. And I this was for some strange reason. All the other fights in the movie for them, they, there were moments where it seemed like it was a little too close, but he would pull back enough to where you could see technique, you could see what's going on. For some strange reason, when we get to this fight, it is zoomed in. Like, what are you doing? You know, I watched the special features after um, after I watched the movie today, yeah. and the stunt coordinator talked about how difficult it was to shoot right there because they okay. couldn't they couldn't put padding on stuff. Okay. Um, a lot more sprawling than it seems like it is. Um, oh. You're totally right. Like it's it's I different. Just ones. It, it looks like there's enough room where they just pull. Let's see this shot right here. This is perfect. Mm -hmm. This shows the technique. This is shows it? both yeah. people. It shows the bored crowd in the background, not really giving a shit. Uh, <laughs> but you could see everything. And for some reason, he was like way too close. Yeah. Now I understand some parts of the fight he wants to show. Chiwetel's face up close because he's like getting really getting choked out. Yeah, yeah. But when they're grappling, I was like, dude, come on, man. Pull it. No, it's frustrating for me. You, you, you remember, this is me, Billy. Of this kind of stuff's frustrating. Like, I'm well, like, come was, on. Especially when I'm invested. Especially when I'm invested yeah. in the story and the character. Yeah. Like, I'm invested. No. I and was then I'm curious as to how you were going to react to it because yeah. I know you know martial arts. You know, I know you're a big martial arts guy. And like, uh, I was wondering if you would even like this movie. So I was definitely in suspense about it, but specifically the last fight scene, I'm like, yeah, yeah this is not, it's not like a good fight scene. It's very emotionally charged. And like, it's, it's like, I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, but it's probably take 57. The extras were tired. <laughs> I mean, who knows? There, there may have been like legitimate reasons why it was filmed like that. Sure. You never know. But right. It, but it is, but it's, but it's but not for, for what, really want it to be i mean you have a you had a pretty solid scene where he's like fucking up the minions to get yeah. to the final boss and then when he get there the director's like whoa hey <laughs> you know the director's like how you doing hey whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
was my bootleg uh, Wing Chun there without me hitting my uh, mic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I am no, I am not a martial arts expert in real life. Let's get that off the record. <laughs> right? I took some karate. I took a little jujitsu. I took a little Thai boxing, but I am not a, an expert. But I love this. I love the genre. I've been watching yeah. the genre for a long time, and I. It's just so strange why the crowd was completely bored. Yeah, and yeah. um, you know, this was like the main thing. The only guy that showed that reacted in a realistic way was Dan Inosanto. <laughs> He's the only guy out of a sea of thousands. He's the only guy. He's like, what the fuck? And he like stood up, turned like he was. Yeah, like, yeah. There are people fighting right now? Yeah, he's like, what the hell? You know, and it's not like just two drunk dudes. Two drunk guys fighting gets people's attention. Yeah, but when you have the two main guys on the card fighting. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's like go, you paid money to go to the Tyson Fury Francis Nagano fight, boxing fight that's coming up. And you're sitting in the stands, and all of a sudden you turn, and Tyson Fury and Francis Nagano are beating the, shit, beating the yeah. shit out of each other right over here. Right? People are going to lose lose their shit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure, but it kind of like whatever momentum was building was completely, and no pun intended, choked out uh, <laughs> of the scene. It's very strange. Yeah, uh, but but I do, I like the I like the wall run up. Oh yeah, yeah. Reversal. That so, was fun. At least he pulled back to show that. Yeah. Um. That, sure. Know, they probably had to. <laughs> yeah. Well, he because he was almost done. He almost was choked out. And remember, that's his. That's his. That's his. You know, uh, way of thinking. There's always a way yeah. out. And he does. The, he reverses out of it and chokes him out, which I think still could have been shown better. Yeah, I you didn't just see this guy's. You should just see this guy just slump over and oh, we're done. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I didn't realize that that's what he did until after I was like, oh, he choked him out and he passed out. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I had to sort of connect those dots myself. Right. <laughs> Extreme close up. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Like break with reality that the movie has. I feel that's. I'm sure me like how I justified or how I like make sense of it. Cause there's a very clear, like when that last fight starts, it's, you can tell it's very real. It's very personal between these two guys. Yeah. This I don't gonna, mind that at all. Yeah. Just, just show it. A hundred percent. It like has a weird break with reality from that point to the end. Yeah. And yeah. you And I almost now, feel- now break with sp- speaking of break with reality. Yeah. So he chokes him out. And he falls down because the fight was over in the script. It said it was time to end it. He slumps over and falls over. And then he walks to the ring. Again, crowd not really reacting. But I guess it was the director was trying to make this like a big dramatic moment. So I have yeah. to be on I have to I have to I need an honest answer, Billy. Yeah. When he gets into the ring and everyone's quiet and he grabs the microphone, he's getting ready to tell everyone that they will not get a refund. And they wasted their money for for paying for some bullshit that's rigged. And right at that moment, before he gets a chance to do that, Dan Inosanto appears out of nowhere and teleports into the ring. And out of nowhere, pulls out a red belt that I guess he had it on him the whole time. I guess he's got spare red belts whenever he needs to give them out for those that he deems worthy. And he gives the red belt to Chuatel. Did you laugh? I did not laugh, but okay. I I did scratch my head a little okay. bit. 
Okay. All right. This is what we're doing. Yeah. No, you're, <laughs> you're right. That's part of, I think that's part of my break with reality. Like we're yeah. just, we're doing the thematic story thing. We're not, it's just, we're not interested in anything else reality. We're going to show like, you know, he has this yeah. real fight. Yeah. Respect the honor, the purity of it. Like we're just right. doing that reality be damned. <laughs> so watching it this time i've seen the movie before know it well know what's yeah. gonna happen but this yeah. time watching it i can see them like setting things up a little bit okay i never okay. realized they show a shot of uh the guy sitting in the crowd and they put the red belt in front of him sort of like on display oh well look at you in front of him Okay, now, well, now it's not out of the... No now it's less not weird. <laughs> it's yeah. still pretty weird when he walks out there because you think it's yeah, going to be oh, all the shit, but then right. the actor walks up. Okay, know? so I missed that. Okay, I missed the setup. So the but first, it's, sure. still, it's still a little weird because the tournament was for money, not for a red belt. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, they wanted that traditional respect of martial arts and that master's eyes... You know, Dan Santos' eyes, he was like, this guy, I just seen it in front of me. He choked out who was considered the best. Yeah. Give me this red belt. I'm going to go down there. Boom. Yeah. So, you know, and we've seen that in, you know, in UFC fights, like, you know, a guy who was trying, who's training on the outside with his team, who's, you know, trying to get better at jujitsu. And then when he uses jujitsu to win, his corner will give him a belt right there in the ring sometimes. Oh, be, you know, I think it was Taiwan Woodley when he, uh, I think he beat, I forgot who he beat, but he ended up choking him out. And afterwards, when they raised his hand, you know, he was still champ at the time. So the, I think Dana put the belt on him, but his teacher, you know, his corner, gave him a black belt in the octagon. So that yeah. makes a little bit more sense that way, except we, we just weren't expecting it after after seeing all this stuff. Yeah. Like, we're not expecting that to happen. <laughs> um, is that David Mamet tends to do, and yeah, it's a strength and a weakness at the same time. Mm. When I write stuff, I have I sort of have to stop myself from this too, where like you follow the theme and you follow the thread of your story so closely that yeah. you do sort of break from reality a little bit, and you mm. sort of you, you you almost isolate it to the point where like no, this is what's going to happen. Like the yeah. red belt earlier, he says to Emily Mortimer, she's like asking about the red belt. He says, "Oh, there's only one, and it's." It's his, you know, so right. like that's the honor, that's the purity he's chasing. So like, yes, thematically, story-wise, I absolutely get it. And I feel it like it's, it, yeah. it feel like a moment of catharsis. Watching the movie in reality, it's been such a grounded thing the whole time. It is a little bit of like a, what are we doing right now? Like, are we, is, is he imagining? Is a, like, yeah, is, is it a dream? Like, <clears throat> you know, it'd be funny, alternate ending. He's the one that got choked out. And, and that whole ending was in his head. Oh, there's that break with reality. Oh man, that would have been crazy, dude. I wakes up. It. Yeah. Uh, Tribal Chief says it doesn't fit into the story. They should replace the red belt scene with the authorities coming in and arresting the scammers. You, you, you know what I thought would was going to happen? He was going to get in there and tell everybody that it's a joke, and they were going to all tell him to go fuck himself. They came there for a good time. Get the fuck out of the ring. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. Because that's how people are, dude. You pay big yeah. bucks to go to an event and you're drunk. Yeah. You're like, Get the fuck out of the ring, dude. We came here for a show. <laughs> yeah, we came here for a show. We want a show. Get out of here. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, 
that's what I thought would happen. But he, as he was getting booed and they were throwing popcorn and shit in the ring, he still stood there like the master and honorable man that he is. And he, he tried and then he walked out and then, you know, fade to credits or something like that. Yeah. That yeah. probably would have been more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan Inosanto runs up behind him. Hey, man, you forgot this here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, here. <laughs> yeah. Dan Inosanto chokes him out with it in the ring. <laughs> what are you doing? I bet a lot of money tonight. <laughs> oh, see, now we're, now we're just, it's, it it's, is, late, it's late now. Now we're just delirious. I think, oh my God, I did not realize how long we've been talking. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, but it's good. We always do this. We're talking two movies, man. Oh, yeah. No, I'm having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's why the, this movie, it is kind of hard to recommend to people because like, it is frustrating and it is, it's tough to watch. And it's you got to warn them. Don't expect but, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, yeah. Undisputed movies. Don't just it's expect not, a drama. Yeah. And it's, it's a frustrating, sad movie. And you see, it really is truly about like the cost of his honor and the cost of the purity that he, he lost looking. everything. He lost everyone, even at the end. All he has is that red belt, and it yeah. you can tell like it means so much to him, and like that's his whole life has been devoted to that. And you know, as uh, I don't know, catharsis from whatever his mysterious past was. Who knows? You know, it's, it's like a very singular journey in that way. But it is, yeah. it is, uh not a crowd pleaser <laughs> yeah, yeah and so yeah i i i was very curious as to your thing i'm glad you enjoyed it as oh uh, yeah yeah but i was i was trying to hold back chuckling a little bit when when dan just teleported in there and just came the red belt yeah it's and a, he didn't even a chance to tell everyone it was a scam the movie just ended right there i was like oh okay yeah <laughs> but uh yeah there we go honor versus mainstream corruption there you go there you uh, go yeah there you know Despite the end finale fight being framed poorly, um, the, the the martial arts that's in there is displayed for the most part in a very solid way. Uh, you get great performances, um, cinematography is good, and there is a message. Uh, even though it's not a crowd pleasing message, there is a message uh, in this film, and that's um, you know you need to sell out. You know, sell out and make as much money as you can. That's the message that I think that, that they were trying to, you know, like, fuck being honorable because you lose everything. You lose your wife. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Don't talk shit about Baby's Day Out. Uh, <laughs> next time you run into Joe, Montan Joe, Joe Montana, yeah. <laughs> Montana, tell him that's the best, that's your favorite movie. And uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe get you a producing job, huh? Yeah, hey, Tim Allen hey. will swoop right in there. <laughs> it makes you wonder if Tim trains, because you know, like, I mean, look at a uh, look at Ted uh, Ted Bundy. Well, <laughs> Al Bundy. Did I say Ted Bundy earlier? Oh, yeah, Al Bundy. Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> Al Bundy. Um, and I, you know, we all know Robert Downey Jr. does uh, Wing Chun. He trains trains in Wing Chun. Um, Tom Hardy, did you hear about him? Yeah, he was like winning, winning dude. fights. Yeah, dude, Tom Hardy's a legit badass, bro. Yeah, he told his he told the people he was up against. He's like, I'm not, I'm a regular dude. Fuck me up. Yeah. You need to treat me like a regular guy. 
and he won. That's one so of the cool. tournaments he was dude, that's insane, yeah. dude. That's really impressive. Oh, are you trying to get me? <laughs> dude, do Tom Hardy, Billy. Do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got my, I'm on a little bit more. I guess I don't know. Why did you do this one? I'm just a regular dude. <laughs> 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 Oh shit! Oh shit, dude! <laughs> I can't even do it now, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in an armbar, and I'm going to choke you out. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh my god. Uh. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. What movie? Could you, could you imagine losing to that? No, no, I feel like I would. I feel like I would walk away at that point. And be like, all right, yeah, you win, you win, you win. Oh, oh shit! Oh, Billy, Billy did a lot better than me. I, I, I'm too. I can't. I can't do Bane right now. I'm too. It's too. I'm laughing too much, man. I can't do it. Oh, that, that was that was amazing. Yeah, I wonder if Tim does something. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like everyone, everyone in the movie. I mean, Ed O'Neill has a quick cameo for a second, and then oh, he's out. Shit. And like everyone in the movie had such a has some sort of connection to it. <laughs> yeah, like, he must. He must have something. I want a Bane jujitsu movie now. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. It has to happen now. I'm gonna get yeah. start doing that right now. Who's <laughs> the striker? That's gonna be the first thing I'm out there doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway well this was a blast man like always yeah. these are fun i hope you know hopefully we can keep doing these and, yeah uh, uh, oh man i, I think i might i think i might hit you with a horror one yeah please do yeah and then you could pick pick uh something to i'll pick uh the club to... <laughs> <laughs> i would never do that to you <laughs> grease there you go. I'm gonna pick Greece. Oh god, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. Oh fucking hell. Anyway, this yeah. was amazing. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, what's the connection? What's the connection of both movies? Aside from the color red, hmm. red, red. Okay. That's it. I think it's got to be. <laughs> got to be something to do with. <laughs> do it. Say it. Say it, Billy. Say it. They're down here. Chasing a woman. Oh, wait, what is it? Say it. <laughs> Say it. Do it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you may practice jujitsu, but I was bored of it. <laughs> Could you imagine if we were both drinking right now? Oh, God, I, I miss that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do late night streams. I'll drink a little alky. It will be, oh my God. Yeah, it either has a very good or very bad effect. They're both on. 2000s. <laughs> hey, ah, what were you going to say, though? Originally? Uh, so, okay. Color red, obviously. Oh, um, oh. But I, it's got to be something to do with chasing, oh. a woman, chasing a woman that's bad for you. That's the main I like it. Bad for you. I like it. You know, the guy doing this this sex robot, that's not for him. You know, she's not for him. He's got the better one there. And then Red Belt, he's got his wife. He's trying to help her out. She turns on him. 
and he falls in love with his belt. Everyone, everyone's dying over your bane, bro. Like it's great. <laughs> That's it. It's a new thing now. Every time Billy right. is here, he wants to just say something in bane. Yeah. Uh, before we end it, uh, bane. Anything you'd like to say, people watching? Uh, definitely watch both of these movies back to back. They make each other better. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say it as Bane. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. watch Cherry 2000. That's too good. It's too good. Oh, man. Well, this is the blast, brother. Don't go anywhere. But all you badasses, hey, y'all know what you need to do. Check the link in the description box below, baby. Follow Billy on Instagram. That's right. Keep following this man during his filmmaking journey. And, hey, if you're new here, I hope you guys had a good laugh and have guys had fun. That's what the channel is all about. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Share this video out there. Have some fun. Check out the Urban Action Showcase Expo link below. Check it out, man. A lot of cool special guests coming. And a lot of those cool special guests may be coming soon to this channel right here to talk to your boy. Keep watching movies. And uh, again, we are we are taking suggestions. I mean, most likely we'll, we'll we're gonna choose what we want, but for fun, <laughs> you never know because you we may go to you for Plan B. Yeah, we can't come up with anything. So let us know in the comments uh, some yin yang uh, future review episode suggestions. Yes, let us know, and uh, we'll definitely take a look at it. But all right, guys, take care, peace, love, soul, and booty. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I haven't said that since like high school. Oh my God. What's in here? What's in this? Is there something in here? I don't know what's in here. I don't know that we're both not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, more return for more Billy as Bane. Uh, uh, I'll, work, I'll the... work on it. It'll yeah, get better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to be all dressed up in the next one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, love you guys. Love you guys. Have fun. Hey, don't forget channel members. That's right. The the awesome badass channel members, the selected few. That's right. Join us tonight. Me and Matt Merritt from Keep Forward Productions. 1030. We're going to keep it going. 1030 tonight, PM Pacific time. We're going to be talking more movies just exclusively for the channel members. So see you guys tonight. If you could stay up, I don't know how late it is for some people right now. Probably too late. Uh, but uh, you guys get to watch it later if you can't make it. But uh, take care, guys. Keep watching movies. And we'll see you on the next one, baby. That's right. We got to we gotta, we gotta go out right. Hold on a second. Here we go.